it is a massive congratulations to Serb Hamad Majedovic, who follows in the footsteps of Hyun Chung, Stefanos Tsitsipas, Yannick Sinner, Carlos Alcaraz and Brandon Nakashima in winning the next-gen ATP Finals. This tournament has helped launch some stellar careers and his surely is another in the making. This week on the pod, we will hear from all eight players in the draw, what makes them tick on and off the court. And we'll start with the champion. When he sat down with Candy Reid, he was still buzzing from being right alongside his idol Novak Djokovic in the heat of the action at the Davis Cup Finals. For sure, yeah, I've learned a lot of things, you know, being next to these guys, all the top players in our country. You know, we have Novak, uh, greatest tennis player, in my opinion, of all times. You know, being next to him, you can learn a lot of new things. And it's been a pleasure, you know, being with these guys. Started the year around 250 in the world, ended the year just outside the top 100. It's been terrific overall. Just give us a run through of your feelings and your thoughts of how well you played. Well, uh, it's been a really nice year for me. I mean, I didn't have a very good beginning, I would say. You know, I lost a couple of matches. Then it all started at the Challengers in India. That's where I found my game again. And then after that, I was having a good results, you know, qualifying for my first slam. It was actually my debut at the French Open. It was the first slam pl I played and uh, qualified there. Then again at Wimbledon, it, it was a special feeling, you know, winning three Challenger titles, uh, Challenger titles as well. It's for me, overall, it's been a nice year, you know, it could have been, I could have finished in top 100, I guess. But at the end, I'm proud of myself and my team, what we did. You've won three Challenger titles, March, May and August on different surfaces, two on clay, one on hard courts. Which one was the most special of those challenges? I guess uh, the one at the, on hard courts in Spain at the Rafa Nadal Academy, because it was my first title on the hard court. You know, that's where I got my confidence back on the hard court and uh, it's been a nice tournament, a nice event. It was a lot of good players. Everybody just came down from the US and it's, it was a special fe feeling to win the tournament. And then, of course, ATP semi-finals in both Gestad on the clay and Astana indoors, where you had a couple of excellent results. So you seem to be able to play on any surface. In the beginning, I was struggling a bit with the hard courts, especially last year, but uh, uh, you know, working with my coach all the time, we've, we've managed to find my game even on the hard courts. Uh, I made the first semi, first ATP semi-finals in Stad this year on clay. It's been it's been a really nice tournament. I qualified and playing the semis. It was a big step up for me, you know, and to build my confidence. And then again, doing it in Astana, beating uh, good players and being very close to to be in the finals, lo losing seven, six in the third. It's never easy, I guess. But yeah, it's it's, it's been really nice. Three wins over top 50 players, including Yishi Lehechka, your best win by ranking. Would you say that was your best win of 2023 or does another one come to your mind? Yeah, I would say this one is is the, is the best one since he, he had the best ranking and where I felt really good on court. I feel like I was dominating and that's, that's I would say, the biggest win of this year. You mentioned your coaching team, which of course is led by Viktor Tritsky, also the Serbian Davis Cup leader. Um, you are very engaged with him when you're playing. You look, at, look to him a lot, don't you? You have a really good relationship, it seems, on and off the court. How much does he help you? I mean, yeah, Victor, he's a nice person, you know, off the court. And we, we have a really good connect, uh, relationship, really connected, you know, with each other. He's, he's been through all these tournaments before and he can share with me his experience. You know, I look to, to him during the matches a lot because he helps me with his advices. We've been working a lot, we did a good job so far, but I think uh, main things are going to be next year since we're going to work now the preseason and I think it's going to be good. 
You are a very emotional player, aren't you? You seem to get quite cross with yourself sometimes, but also you have a big smile like you do yeah. now on your face. Do you try and keep yourself relaxed? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, but you know, I'm very emotional on the court. As you said, I want to win every match that I'm playing and sometimes it doesn't go your way and, you know, you get nervous. But, uh, you know, I'm fighting with myself, with my emotions on the court. I'm, I'm trying to be as, as positive as I can be and, yeah, this is the main goal. Um, looking to next year, you've said, I have a great serve, a great forehand, a very aggressive. What could you do better? Yeah, definitely I could improve a bit on my net game and uh, my backhand can be, I think, I'm sure it can be a lot better than it is now, but I'm, I'm happy with it. And uh, yeah, net game, you know, going more to the net since I have a good service and good forehand. Uh, I think the net game is the main thing to improve for the next year. Well done again to Hamad Medjedovic. So not to beat this time for the French top seed Artur Fis, a beaten finalist, but he still had a great week and enjoyed the new innovations being trialled, including free movement for fans during play. It's quite nice because it's like this in different sports also, like yeah. in uh, soccer or American football or basketball. I mean, so it will be it will be good, and I think uh, it's something that we need in tennis. Well, for my part, huh? um, but uh, the good thing is that they cannot move behind us, right. so uh, or in front of us. So it's not in uh, in your in your eyes. So it's very nice, and but. I mean, they can do whatever they want in the, in the side. We don't care. I mean, we are playing. We are just focused on the ball, so it's okay. So, no, that's uh, that's one of the rules with the best, I think. Let's talk a little bit about your career. You got your yeah. first ranking point at 16 years old. At 18 last year, you were ranked outside the world's top 300. And now, well, just tell us about the ranking and how you did it. I mean, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was, um, I mean, I was believing in myself that I can make. Um, not everything, of course, huh? but I can make the big thing, and uh, it's happened this year, so I'm really happy about it. But um, it's just about the work, I think. Uh, more you work, more it's good. So that's the mentality of uh, that's my mentality, but also the mentality of my parents and of my team. So we are working hard. Uh, we are trying to to do everything good, and then you see, uh, it, good things can happen, bad things also. So, uh, but. I mean, this year was pretty good. <laughs> I hope the next year is not going to be bad, but let's see. If you had to grade 2023 with yeah. an A, A to D, where would you be, do you think? Uh, I would say A minus. A minus? A minus, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. let's see. Um, armed with a new team, you've got two very, very experienced coaches behind you. Give us a little idea of what Sebastian Grosjean brings to you and what Sergei Bruguera brings to your team. I mean, um, Sebastian Grosjean was with me in the Davis Cup and we had uh, some good talks and he helps me a lot on the court, on the tennis court and with his experience and with the experience of also of Sergi. Uh, it's, it, I think it will help me. That's what uh, I was searching in the coach. Uh, and. Uh, both of them is bringing me uh, this uh, this experience, so I'm really happy uh, about it, and uh, I think we are going to to do some good uh, good result, and uh, we are we we are we are we have some good time, and I think we are going to have some good time also. So let's see. How do they work together? Will one of them take a particular branch of your game and the other take another, or do they sort of all work together? It's no, very I mean, all works together, but Sergi for the clay, huh? Yes, yeah, of but Sergi no, is helping me on, also on art and everything, but uh, <laughs> for the clay, he won two Roland Garros, so come on, he, he can help me to win one, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's very nice. Uh, they, 
they work together, you know, it's, they are very um, similar in certain way. So it's, it's very nice. If Sergei is telling me A, Sebastian is also telling me hey, it's not A and Z. So okay. uh, it's quite similar and it's very good. Um, you won your first Challenger title indoors in Portugal earlier yes. this year, so got yes. off to a really good start. Yes. Uh, go through a few of your results, some of the highlights, please. Some of the highlights? Okay, so first of all, we are going to take uh, the Challenger store. Then uh, the first uh, semi-final in ATP mm -hmm. in Montpellier, because uh, I've played some great players, uh, Richard Gasquet in his hometown. Uh, I played against Bautista, so and I finished to lose against Senior Yannick, but uh, it was very nice match, and now he's, do, he's, he's doing, doing all right. Let's just say just that. all right, you know, just the A, not the A plus. A. <laughs> no, but crazy, crazy. What is he doing? And um, and then what I had, I had some good time in uh, Roma, mm -hmm. uh, where I won my first match uh, in the Master 1000 with the crowd. The crowd was crazy, and so it was was very nice. And then uh, Lyon for sure, yes. Lyon because first title and probably after it's uh, Davis Cup, I mean the two Grand Slam for sure, Roland Garros Wimbledon my first Grand Slam so I'm, I was really happy to play it but I lost first round against uh, Alejandro. I would say yeah Davis Cup and because playing for his country is something crazy and then uh, Lever Cup and finish with Bercy, uh, I mean I didn't win a match there, but uh, was uh, was very nice atmosphere, and I was very looking forward to play this uh, this tournament. So now I was really happy, and now Jeddah. You rather glossed over your first ATP title. Glossed you over. Ever, you you moved over that very quickly. Oh I yeah. Thought, considering what a, a huge thing that was for you, had you any idea at the beginning of the year that you might? Be winning your first ATP title, playing for Davis Cup, playing in the Lever Cup. It's oh, extraordinary. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that one day maybe I will have it, but uh, all in one year was amazing for me. No, it was amazing, um, but uh, I had to to really pass quickly, as you say, the the, the first title because uh, two days after I was playing in Roland Garros, so <laughs> you know it's going things are going very very fast. But um, yeah, I did some good good highlights uh, this season and uh, I will try to do more next season. Get up to that A, a plus perhaps next yeah. year we'll see you at A yeah. plus. Um, just talking uh, off the tennis court you're a big fan of Lewis Hamilton the yes. F1 driver yes. you said you based your style on him yes. an awful lot just yes. give us uh, an insight into that. Uh, when I was young I was watching a lot of Formula One uh, I stopped watching until when uh, Lewis lost uh, you know, his uh, championship title uh, yes. with a crazy, crazy race and everything. So, uh, but uh, him, uh, it's an unbelievable champion. He's the first guy who is doing it. I mean, Schumacher also did it, but him, it's, it's something crazy from where he's from and now where, he's, where he is. It's unbelievable and uh, I'm really, uh, I mean, he's kind of one of my idols. Uh, since I'm young um, and uh, I'm really doing, I'm not doing like him, but uh, I'm always looking on eyes on what is he doing and um, I mean everything he's, he's he doing is very nice. So. And is it nice to have sort of uh, hobbies off the tennis court so yeah. you can get your brain to think about yes. something else for Yes, a while? yes, yes, because uh, if you are, I mean, I mean maybe for a few people and few players it's helping them, but for me it's it's tough to be always focused on tennis, you know. I love the sports and maybe if I'm too much focused on it, uh, I will try to, to hate it. 
you know, hates the sport. So, so no, I'm doing tennis, but I'm always uh, with friends also, and um, we are doing some good things outside of tennis. So, uh, it's very nice, yeah. Artur Fis with Candy Reed. Playing in his second next-gen ATP Finals, Dominic Stricker unfortunately had to retire in the semi-finals with an injury. But the 2022 event helped him launch into this year, as he told Candy Reid. Yeah, great season. I uh, started all in uh, Australia and then, uh, yeah, great, great season. I had some, some challenger wins, of course, always great. And then, of course, uh, US Open, uh, yeah, it was crazy, crazy two weeks for me, but I'm um, Super happy with with the with the way I played in in US and then also uh, to play such a good good tournament at home in in Basel was just uh, an amazing feeling. You cracked the top hundred for the first time after the US Open, where you made the second week for the first time. I actually saw you playing a lot of football on court. Is that something you do a lot? Yeah, we do. We do. Um, to be honest, my my tennis coach Didi was uh, was very good, so I had to improve a lot. But now I would say we're on a on a similar level. So uh, yeah, it's getting more interesting for him. And of course, when I say you were playing football on a tennis court, that was a warm up in between matches. Um, do you like to keep yourself entertained while you've got that downtime? Yeah, I think it's something something I really like. Uh, sometimes it's more more active, like like football, tennis, or uh, sometimes we're also just playing with dices or, or anything like that, just to to stay calm and just to to enjoy everything. I spoke with Didi a little bit uh, during Basel, and he said your up level, your highest level is amazing, which it is. I mean, your forehand is unbelievable, as is your serve and the rest of your game. But sometimes you aren't that consistent at the moment. What are you doing to change that? Yeah, I think we're going to work a lot on that because I think that's really important to do the, the next step so uh, that I can play my, my best tennis every day. So uh, if, I, if I'm going to do that, I will, I will get higher in the ranking again. And uh, yeah, everything is going to be more solid and I'm going to have more and more opponents who, who are going to have some problems against me. Um, you've worked a lot on your fitness in 2023. Have you seen that make a, a difference to your game? Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it helped me a lot in, in US with the, with the best of of three is always always tough um, for for the physical and also for for the mental part but um no it's it's great great to be to be fitter and to yeah to have like maybe a bit more more space there um away from the court how's your golf game <laughs> it's getting get, it's getting better but um no Do you have i had time a, to play yeah i did okay. i did some some time you know sometimes when you're you're off or at the weekend i'm just gonna Enjoying the play some some round of golf. What kind of handicap? Six point seven now. Oh, drop back back a bit. But, uh, yeah. Are you a big hitter or are you good short game? A big hitter, okay. actually. I have to improve my short game. So the putting. Yeah, that's it. Putting, all right. And obviously a big fan of football. Young boys, burn. Is your team? How are they doing? They're doing good. Uh, they're playing a Champions League again, so I'm gonna for sure watch it <laughs> from here. But uh, no, let's hope the best for them. Are you a bit like Rafa Nadal in that you work your practices, work your schedule, if you can, around them playing? Yeah, maybe. When I'm at home, you know, uh, maybe I always try to, to go to the stadium and uh, watch them play. I really like it. Uh, it's also great to, to meet your friends again and uh, to see everybody. And finally, you've said in the past, if you could have dinner with three people, you'd choose Roger Federer, Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. Is there any change to that now or are those the three you'd stick with? No, those are the three. I think Roger for sure, uh, Swiss, Swiss tennis player, amazing guy. <laughs> and uh, Tiger Woods, maybe you can give me some, some tips for the putting and uh, Michael Jordan, just a uh, legend of the, of the basketball. So you just love all sports essentially? Yeah, that's it, yeah.
The other losing semi-finalist was Frenchman Luca Van Asch, who claimed two ATP Challenger titles this year in Po and San Remo. In Po, it was a very difficult week. Uh, I won four matches, I think, in three sets, and I did a very long final. <laughs> so, <laughs> we need to go back to that in a minute yeah. and continue. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, a great week for me. I had uh, a couple of, uh, of losses at the beginning of the year, so it was a, a, a big week for me. And then, yeah, and then San Remo, it was uh, the next tournament after, after Po on clay. It was my first tournament on clay, so it was uh, the perfect way to, to, to start the clay season. So let's go back to the longest challenger final ever. Three hours, 56 minutes, you beat Hugo and Burr. Yes, it was a, an unbelievable match. Um, it was, yes, very, very long. Uh, all the games were very tight. And uh, yeah, it was uh, an amazing match against an amazing player. He did uh, an incredible season after, after this. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a tense match. Um, a lot of up and downs. Uh, uh, I was losing 3-0 three, three, three in the third and then I saved two match points and so I could have uh, lost this match either. It's just astonishing. Uh, you are a Roland Garros boys champion. Do you feel like clay is your best surface? Yes, I think my, the clay is uh, my best surface, but uh, I played uh, very well uh, on, on other surfers. So uh, this year it was uh, for me the first time on grass after my junior uh, career of uh, <laughs> two weeks <laughs> on grass. So uh, yeah, I'm feeling comfortable uh, on all the surfaces. So it's pretty good for, uh, for the future. And what about indoor hard? Are you finding this quite fast, medium fast? And how does it work with your game? No, it's, uh, it's medium fast, I think. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a very beautiful court here. Uh, I feel very comfortable on, on it. So uh, yeah, for my game, it's, uh, it's, it's very good. I'm, I'm serving very well, I'm returning well, I'm, I'm moving very well, I think. So uh, I think I can uh, do some damage for the opens. <laughs> and you've got a very experienced coach with you. Coach Yannick is here. Yes. How did you get together? When and uh, what does he bring to your game? Yes, I started to work with him, uh, I think, eight or nine years ago. Uh, so it's a long relationship <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, uh, he has a lot of experience. Um, he trained uh, a lot of uh, ex-players. Um, so yeah, uh, he's, uh, um, he's, he knows a lot of things. Um, he knows me <laughs> very well. So he knows when I'm, when I'm tired, when I'm confident, when I'm happy, when I'm, uh, when I'm angry. So, uh, and so, and I have a lot of confidence uh, in, uh, in him, so uh, it's, uh, it's uh, very good for the future. And your physical trainers here as well, I noticed uh, how strong you are. Is that <laughs> something you put a real emphasis in? Yes, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm very strong on the court. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm working a lot of, uh, on my physical uh, condition uh, every day. And uh, I think also I have a lot of things that are natural. I, I didn't work everything um, but uh, yeah just uh, trying to to be the better on the court so uh, I'm just doing my best as well as being a very good tennis player you're also quite an academic aren't you you stud study at a university in Paris how are your studies going it's going very well uh, 
I'm studying uh, in the University Paris uh, Paris Dauphine. Uh, so uh, I'm doing my second year now. Uh, it's uh, it's going well. Yeah, I passed uh, the the last exams. Well done. So thank you. So yeah, I'm very happy about it. And uh, yeah, I will continue like this, and I hope to pass the other exams now. There's so much downtime, isn't there, in tennis? There's a lot of waiting around. So do you find that you are actually studying in that time and putting that time to good use? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find uh, the good time to, to study because uh, it's taking a lot of energy. So I need to, to mix it up with, uh, with tennis in, in school. And uh, my priority, of course, it's tennis. I want to be, to be the best in tennis. Um, and then when I, when, I, when I got time, when I got uh, the energy to, to, be, uh, to be attentive, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm studying. And uh, then, uh, of course, I think uh, the big part when I'm doing like the order of, uh, of efforts, it's uh, during the preseason. Uh, I'm doing a lot of efforts for tennis, but for school also because I don't have tournaments. When you when you're in tournaments, you know you have uh, you have the the matches, the warm ups, and uh, the the physio and everything. So it's uh, you 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 leave uh, the hotel in the morning and you're coming back to the night. So uh, it's a long days. It's difficult to work your studies in, and I believe you have to go back to Paris to the university to go and sit the exams, and they're yes. in June and January, which are two really busy months in tennis. Yes. So how do you work your schedule around that? Well, uh, it's good because the French Federation helped me about it and talked to the, to the university to, to, to make them understand that in January and uh, in June there is two Grand Slams, and it's the, <laughs> it's the, the best tournaments in the world. And so uh, I changed a little bit the dates of, uh, of the exams. So I'm just doing my exams uh, just after Australia and just after Roland Garros. Okay, well, good luck in your exams. Thank you. Back to tennis. Uh, you're one of those to win three career challenger titles before your 19th birthday. Others include Carlos Alcaraz, Yannick Sinner, Holger Rune, and Felix Auger Aliassime. That's pretty good company to be in. <laughs> yes, very good company. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, what do those names mean to you? Of course, they're, they're already uh, big champions, even if they're uh, still young, very young. Um, so yeah, it's very inspiring for me. Uh, um, I want, to, of course, to be, to, to be like them in the future. Um, and ju uh, it just uh, like maybe say that I'm in a, in a good path and I uh, just need to, to continue like this. And uh, it just gives me uh, uh, an extra motivation. You're a big fan of PSG, I believe. Obviously, yes. living in Paris, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Who's your favorite player and uh, how do you think they're going to do in Europe and uh, in the French League? Uh, yeah, my favorite player is uh, from Paris. I think it's Kylian Mbappé, but there is a lot of uh, French players this year uh, in attack. So uh, I'm just supporting everyone. <laughs> uh, I hope that they will, uh, they will do a, a very big season. And we have, uh, like supporters, we have uh, big hopes. <laughs> so uh, I hope that we won the, the, the French League and the, the European Champions Cup. Are you keeping a, a close eye on them? Yes, uh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, watching uh, the games when I can. Uh, sometimes it's difficult because with, uh, you know, uh, when I'm in China or when I'm in the uh, United States, uh, the, when they play, I'm maybe sleeping or training and everything, but I'm always watching the scores. Luca Van Ash, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you very much. You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com. Still to come, Luca Nardi, Flavio Corboli, Alex Mickelson and Abdullah Shelbe. But first, the new law innovations being trialled in Jeddah. How were they received overall? The class of 23 gave their verdict.
best of five sets, first of four games, tiebreak at three all. As ever, plenty of innovation. The next gen finals. The, the rules are different than the normal. Uh, some rules uh, are good, or I like it. And some uh, some ones are uh, are difficult, like the no warm up. This year, they've chosen to go for for no warm ups. It's, it's going to be really interesting uh, how how I will start, how everyone will start, because uh, yeah, we've never had that before. I think with no warm up, it's the first it's unreal. I mean, but let's see who is on the links the best. We said we're gonna gonna try for the first round, and then we'll see. Maybe uh, it's also better to, to just do some uh, physical warm up. So uh, yeah, we will see day by day what's the what's the best uh, thing to do before the match. I mean, yeah, it's a different thing for sure. We never, I never played a match not warming up before. It's gonna be something different, but why not? I mean, let's try something new. For sure, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Some of them uh, I don't mind at all. Actually, most of them, especially like with the time between uh, points or serves, because I'm not someone who takes uh, time between points that much. I just uh, I never really get time violations or anything. Uh, I think the one that's going to be interesting, the free fan movement around. It's quite nice because it's like this in different sports also, like yeah. in uh, soccer or American football or basketball. I mean, so it will be it will be good, and I think uh, it's something that we need in tennis. I think like we have it during practice when when people start walking around, but in matches is different because you want to just like uh, like tennis is about focus. So I think it's like uh, going to be very uh, interesting to see how how it turns out. I already played uh, in some uh, environments uh, that were noisy, um, so uh, maybe not uh, a lot of movement, but uh, yeah, it will, be, it will be great, I think, uh, for, for the fans. The good thing is that they cannot move behind us so, or in front of us, so it's not in, the, in, your, in your eyes, so it's very nice, um, but they can do whatever they want in the, in the side, we don't care. I mean, we are playing, we are just focused on the ball, so it's okay. So. No, that's, uh, that's one of the rules with the best, I think. With one win to his name in the round robins, Italy's Luca Nardi may have come up short in Jeddah, but like Van Asch, also won two challenger titles this year in Portugal and Japan, both on hard courts. So, how does he look back on 2023? I won uh, five... Uh titles all in our courts and uh, yeah for sure is my best uh, surface. Why does it work so well for your game? Uh, because I think that I like to be very aggressive I like to go to the net so you know I, I don't like to make like a um, long rally so I, I think that the our court like it's a good surface for me. Uh, you had a really good result though on the clay, didn't you, at the Monte Carlo Masters yeah. this year? Yeah. So clay obviously works with your game too. Yeah, maybe yes, but <laughs> not for all the season. Uh, yeah, I qualified, I I won a mo um, um, match there, and then I lost with the uh, Musetti. We not a, talk about not that. a good match. Yeah. <laughs> not a good match, but yeah. You went on an eight-match winning streak twice already this yeah. year. That's incredible. So how have you kept that level up so high? Honestly, uh, when I have like these tricks, I just try to don't think that I'm I'm winning matches, but uh, I just try to think that I I'm doing the, the right thing and uh, just to uh, keep going on what I'm doing and uh, let's see if I can have more tricks. Uh, you said in the past that you've been training harder, more intensity, and eating a lot better. Has that helped your game? Uh, yes, I mean uh, in in the past 
two years, I started to train uh, harder and uh, more hours. I spent like an, more hours in, in, in the court that, that, uh, than the, the last um, years in the past. And uh, I think that is the only, thi only way to, you know, to get some full, full results. More professional now. Exactly. Um, you began last year, 2022, ranked outside the world's top 300. Yeah. In 2023, you're now at 135, 118. You've been a career high 116. Yeah. It's a huge rise, isn't it? Because it's so difficult. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when you when you get in the uh, top 100, I think that is the the most uh, uh, important thing. But now I am close to the, to that one, but. I just try to don't uh, put pressure. Uh, just as I said before, I just try to do the the right thing, and I hope that the ranking is going to be better and better. And of course, Italian tennis is in a rich vein of form right now. Yeah. Just incredible players all around you, yes. and I presume that that always pushes you because you've got people behind you, but you've also got people ahead of you like Yannick Sinner to look up to. Yeah, for sure. As you said, we are having a very good uh, period for. Uh, Italian players, final of, of Davis Cup. Uh, yeah, it helps me to push to be a, a better player and uh, I, I will try to, to reach uh, the, uh, the, the other Italian that are uh, in front of me. You've also said in years back that you lived two lives when you were younger. You studied and then you played yeah. tennis. Are you still studying? I finished the study. Uh, I would like to go in a university because um, all my, my family went to, to university. So I want to like to be the, the only one without a, a degree. So I don't know when, and, but uh, for sure I will start something. Very good. So how do you spend your off time when you're not playing tennis? Uh, I am from the city of Valentino Rossi. So we have the culture of the motorbike. So I, I have a, a motorbike. I, I love to to ride it and uh, with, with my father or with my friends and uh, yeah, going with a, for a ride. And of course, a huge Napoli football fan. They huge are the Napoli football Serie champions. Exactly, yeah, so, last uh, year. Just explain what kind of feeling that was when they won. Incredible feeling, <laughs> you know, it, it was the third one in, in the history of Napoli. The first of since Nap Diego. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we had a, a huge party uh, because we, in my city, we had like a club uh, with the olden uh, Napoli fans and uh, yeah, we had a huge party. <laughs> what about the best manager that Napoli have ever had? Because you've had some good ones, Carlo Ancelotti, yeah. you've got Spalletti, uh, yeah, Luciano, Luciano Spalletti, for the, Spalletti. the last one that we had, I mean, yes. uh, he made a very good job. Very good. What is it about Napoli that you like game style wise? You know, um, last year, you know, because they, I think they won because they had like a very good position in the in the in in the pitch, and uh, we had you know uh, the very good striker Oziman and Quaraschelia. So I think they they were the key to win the championship. <laughs> Lucas, uh, great talking to you, and all the best for this week. Thank you very much. Luca Nardi with Candy Reid, who also spoke with his fellow Italian Flavio Corboli, who this year has breached the world's top 100 for the first time. I think I start to work better day by day and now I'm top 100 but the, the, the trip is long so uh, I have to improve a lot of things for being like where, where I want to, to, to stay. Um, part of your team is your father, a former tennis player. Um, how is it working with your father as your coach? Yeah, I have two different coaches, my father and Matteo Fago, he's just arrived now, so um, it's 
different, I told you, because um, my father is always with me 24 hours for for day. So um, sometimes we, we we have some problems, but uh, the rest of the time we, we have a special relationship and Matteo help us to, to be uh, he make good vibes in the in the team, so help us for make a better person. So I'm I'm happy and for sure I will go with him <laughs> for a long time. You're only 20 years old, very young. This is the start of your career. Has there been any surprises uh, playing on the ATP tour, playing with the best players in the world that you've experienced so far? Yeah. I'm young, but I, I can I I know I have the level to play with the, with them. So now let's see the the next season, and we will see. Oh, you've had a standout ending to this year. Just won a challenger title in Lisbon. What has been the emphasis, and why has the last part of this season been so terrific? Yeah, I think uh, I I think about the next gen for all the time. For all the season, so <laughs> the um, I needed some points on the last of the season, uh, last part of the season. So uh, I threw, I I gave all my heart, all my best for make this dream, and the the, the challenge on this one was fantastic. I I start to play better match by match, and now I'm here and I wanna wanna enjoy the moment. The fourth Italian to win a challenger title this year. There's a lot of good Italians. We've got one here, of course. You were playing with them today yeah. in Luca Nardi. And uh, Itali Italian tennis is on the rise, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you have a right because now we are also in the final of Davis Cup. So we have a big moment. So the Federation worked good. And no, not good, perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we are happy to be part of the this this country and this federation so thank you have you ever had um, a relationship in so far as you can talk to Yannick Sinner about what he's achieved and how you can do it too yes when I, when I, when we are in the same tournament we we try i try <laughs> i try to play with him uh, sometime because uh, he gave me he gave me a lot of things uh, you can understand and so um, he's like the future of the this part so I want to say thanks and good luck for uh, the rest of the career. <laughs> now let's talk about your other love football big uh, Roma fan and you played for Roma when you were younger do you still play football? Mm, I can because my, my father is, uh, <laughs> when I play football is mad with me but uh, yeah, it's my big passion. So today is the Roma is playing, so I'm going to watch them. And I have a lot of tattoo for for uh, for Roma, and yeah, I started to play football when I was young, but now I can't for for the for tennis. Do you have a football hero? De Rossi. The okay. Rossi, you know the Rossi? Yes, of course. Yeah, I have the. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say Francesco Totti. Yeah, he's like uh, Djokovic or Nadal or Djokovic in. Um, it's like Djokovic or Totti. No, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Totti is like 
like a legend. So yes, untouchable. It's untouchable. So outside the, the legend, there is De Rossi. De Rossi. Okay, very nice. Do you talk to uh, Luca Nardi about Italian football a lot? Because obviously he's a Napoli fan and they are the reigning champions. No, I don't want to talk with him because he's <laughs> Napoli fans and want to have chat for... Uh, uh, for uh, for a football, we're chatting for uh, for the other things. America's Alex Mickelson has definitely had a rapid rise, having halved his ranking for the first time this year by March, and done that again by the end of July. The 19-year-old finishes 2023 inside the top 100, and as the 10th highest-ranked American men's player in the world. Yeah, I'll start in the year at 600 in the world. I, I never thought I would, I would be here. If you told me I'd be here in January, I'd call you crazy. So um, starting there and then getting to about, you know, 300 by March, April and just kind of climbing, climbing bit by bit. And then July I went from 240 to 140. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm not going to college. I'm playing pro. And then I had a good summer and then I had a OK fall until Knoxville and then won there and then uh, final the next week. And all of a sudden I'm 95 in the world and I'm in Jeddah playing the next gen final. So it's all been pretty quick, but uh, it's been very good. Um, you talked about uh, the Knoxville Challenger, which you've just won. You also won in Chicago, yep. so very happy playing at home. How is your form overseas? I haven't done as well overseas as well as I'd like to. I played a couple Challengers and uh, Mallorca 250 in, uh, over the summer, and that was the only time I left the U.S. besides this tournament, and I didn't do very well over there, but um, I'm, I'm hoping to change that here. And, of course, there's always that time of adaption, isn't there? Your career's just really getting started. Yeah, exactly, and I, I haven't really uh, played played a ton overseas in my life so it's it's uh good to be here um your coach one of your coaches jay levitz uh, said your game was a little bit jumbled and he wants to make it better jumbled how did you take to that yeah i, th I think i think he's right I, I do i do a lot of things okay and i think i could just improve on a lot of little things going forward and i know he has uh high hopes for me and i have high hopes for myself too so it'll be good your mum played at San Diego State. Yep. She was a tennis player, and your father was a three-time All-American. Yep. Was that in tennis as well? Yep, yep. So he you've got tennis, unbelievable yeah. tennis roots. Yeah, exactly. They they taught me from very young age. So I got I got I lucked out on tennis fans for did. sure. You certainly yeah. did. Are you in, still in touch with them? Sort of after every match, are they keeping an eye on you? Yeah, I'm texting them, calling them after every match. I mean, they still support me and send their love. You know, no matter how far how far they are. So they've been great. How much can they travel? They haven't traveled a ton this year. My dad went with me to uh, Winston-Salem. We also got a new puppy oh. in, uh, in March, so my mom's been taking care of the, of the puppy. But I think next year and the years following, they'll start to travel more and more as time goes on. What kind of puppy? Of course, I have to ask that. Yeah, King Charles Cavalier. Oh. Cutest um, thing ever. Name? Holly. Holly. Okay. Yeah, so great. So they sending you lots of videos? And Send me pictures. a couple of pictures. Yeah, yeah, she's great. <laughs> Are you a big animal guy? Yeah, I'm more of a cat guy. Okay. Um, but Holly's maybe, maybe will switch my mind. We'll see. Cats are a better animal for your profession, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Not, not, not as much work, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And some people have their parents. We were just speaking to Flavio Caboli, whose dad's here coaching him. Oh, okay. Um, did that ever happen to you? Did your parents want to coach you up to a certain age? Yeah, I mean, my parents were the main coaches in my life until I was about 15 or 16. And I also hit with my mom every single day growing up. Not every single day, but I mean, at least four times a week growing up. And they're, they're the key. Uh, they're the reason I'm here. I, without them, I would be nowhere near here. Do you get your height from your mum or your dad? My height, yeah, but so my mom's 5'11 and my dad's 6'3, so oh. get all my height from them. Did you find when you were growing up you were injured a lot because you were so tall? No, I just, I always had sore knees growing up. It's kind of gone away in the last couple of years, but I, I never really had these height problems like other kids had, which is, I, got, I lucked out. And did you always have an all-court game style or were you more of a baseline or did you like serve and volley when you were young? It's funny because my mom is, is the grinder. She loves to stay back behind the baseline and my dad was always the one telling me to mix it up and come in. So I got to 
good combo of that. Yeah, exactly. I, which is which is perfect. It's worked out great for me. That's very good. Um, and you talked about having some good friends on the tour already. Are you finding you've adapted really well to it? Because it is a different experience. Yeah, it's a change. Yeah, it's a change. I mean, I went from Futures to Challengers, didn't really know anyone there. And then I became more friends with more and more people at the Challengers. And now I'll be on tour at the Australian Open next year. I don't really know a ton of guys, but I'll try to buddy up with the Americans probably. And now, of course, you're in the Holy Grail, the top 100. What does that mean looking at 2024? Yeah, that's really good. I get to start down main draw in Australia and I get to just kind of build from there. And I don't really have a ton of points to defend until July. So I'm really looking forward to uh, what I can do next year. A lot of new players on the tour say they're shocked by the expense of how everything costs a lot. Have yeah. you found that? Yeah, I, every, everything's expensive and I, obviously I'm paying for everything myself now. And um, yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. So that's why you got to win and make more money sometimes, right? <laughs> and of course, you've got two coaches. You've got Jay and uh, Eric Diaz, yep. who's the son of the legendary University of Georgia coach, Manny Diaz. Indeed. Just give us an idea of what they've brought to your game. Yeah, so Eric has helped me a ton this last uh, couple of years. Um, I've known him since I was like 12 or 13. He didn't really start working with me until I was about 15. Yeah, 15 or 16. And Jay was with him in uh, late 2020 and early 2021. That's when I started going full time with them. And uh, Jay, you know, taught me how to hit a forehand really because I didn't really have a forehand a couple of years ago. And Eric taught me how to be gritty and, and just um, and compete as hard as I can. He also has helped a lot with my serve in the forehand in the last couple of years too. So they've both been great. I've read there sort of good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Just give us an explanation into which is which. Yeah, Jay's the good guy. It's really, it's really hard to dislike Jay. Um, it's really, really hard. And Eric is, uh, I wouldn't say he's not a bad guy at all, but I mean, he's, he's easy. Let's say he's easier to dislike than Jay. Jay is like, as, as relaxed as you can be, as Eric is a little more uptight, which is good. It's a good, it's a good He's combo. On you. Yeah, for sure. But it's a good combo. All right. Yeah. Very good. Well, all the best and uh, lovely to see how good a year you've gone. Well, number yeah. 94, it's a career high. Just yeah, thank tremendous. you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Still only 19 years old. Well done, Alex Mickelson. Keep your eyes peeled for him in 2024. And last this week, but by no means least, our wild card and home hero in Jeddah, from Jordan and very much representing the Middle East. So how did he handle the pressure? Abdullah Shelbay. I mean, I, I say it's good pressure to have uh, any pressure in the sport when, when you're doing uh, well or you're doing better than you thought. I think it's, uh, you, I can't really complain about it. It just uh, shows that I've improved a lot throughout the years and uh, uh, it pushes me to work even harder to accomplish more things for my country. Of course, it means a lot to be uh, representing my country in. Um, in different tournaments, big events, and uh, put, put it on the map of tennis. But at the same time, uh, I wouldn't say it's just like since tennis is not as uh, developed in Jordan, so I wouldn't say it's like uh, as big normally to break the records. But at the same time, you just uh, you want to put it on the map and just show the world that you can have uh, talents from also this region uh, of the world. The Rafa Nadal Academy, where you're essentially based and, and have been since you were 14, uh, you could see how delighted many players from the academy and, and people associated were when you won the tournament in Charleston, your first challenger title. Can you just describe the feelings you went through? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I've had mixed emotions about it just uh, because uh, I was going through a very tough period of time uh, throughout the summer. And then uh, to be able to get my first challenger title, uh, it kind of came out of the blue. I was, of course, very happy because uh, I knew I put a lot of I know I put a lot of work into not just that week, but in general, just to have more consistent results uh, after uh, such a tough period. Mm. And then, uh, of course, the, the academy, uh, they were behind my back. Uh, they tried to make this, uh, make this happen, and they were very happy with the improvements I, uh, I made throughout those, uh, 
I would say those months that I, I was not as comfortable as I would have liked to. Mid-September, I started playing better again. But also, I kept on losing, so it was still tough for me to kind of play better, practice better, but keep on losing, not even be able to win one match on the Challenger Tour uh, at some point. So it was, uh, of course, and then the win in, uh, in Charleston was, uh, was a relief, I would say. And then earlier this month, of course, you, uh, you qualified in Metz beat a good French player there as well. That was just your second ATP Tour victory after winning it earlier in April. So the results are starting to come nicely. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, it, was, uh, it was also another special week for me to be able to qualify there, uh, uh, knowing that indoor, for, indoor in general is not like my favorite, uh, uh, indoor hard is not my favorite uh, surface or f favorite condition. So I think it was uh, uh, also another, um, another push for my, uh, for my confidence, uh, boost uh, a bit because I was able to beat some good players as well, uh, also in the first round of the main draw. So I think uh, I was very happy with the improvement that I've made also specifically in indoor hard and uh, because I made very big changes as well in my game uh, to in order to get adapt to those conditions. So yeah, I was, uh, and I was able to break into the top 200 for the first time with, that, with those uh, victories. Um, you've said in the past that because you're not the tallest guy out there, you don't rely on power. You have to rely on your foot speed and your movement. Uh, did you learn that as a youngster or is that something you developed? I think uh, it was more natural. Uh, I've developed, of course, I've tried to work on it uh, with my coaches uh, throughout the years because uh, they saw that it was more natural for me to use my hands, uh, the skills that I have. And, uh, of course, um, because I, I move very well on court, I would say. So it's just like uh, we try to develop this game style more and more, uh, even on uh, clay or grass as well. So I think uh, uh, I was lucky that my coaches paid attention to that and uh, able to, they were able to kind of improve that game style more and more throughout the years and uh, realize that some things, uh, uh, some things that have to, had to be changed in order to be also able to compete at this level because today's game is much faster than before. The players hit harder, so I had to get used to that also throughout this year as well. Um, now, I know you're a big football fan as well as an excellent tennis player and a huge fan of Lionel Messi. Are you keeping track of him wherever he goes? Yes, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Messi. I, I watch his games, uh, maybe not as much now as he's playing Inter Miami because of the time difference. Mm -hmm. But I always watch his highlights or his goals or assists. And uh, yeah, he's, uh, for me, he's... Uh, He's my idol as well, or one of my idols uh, when it comes to sports. Or, uh, and I think uh, what he's done throughout the years inspired me a lot. And uh, yeah, of course, he's uh, for me the greatest uh, to ever play football. Uh, I think uh, the records speak for themselves. The stats, uh, the way he plays is just, uh, I think everyone admires him as a player and also as a person. He seems very nice. I don't know him, but I hope one day I get <laughs> to meet him and uh, be able to speak to him. But uh, yeah, he, he's for me. Uh, different, different uh, breed. <laughs> what can you learn from him? Um, how cal calm he is on the pitch. Like yeah. you just don't realize that sometimes he does, may seem that he's not paying as much attention or he's work walking, but then once he has the ball, he does uh, things that you don't really expect. So I think that's uh, one thing that <laughs> is tough to learn as well. <laughs> but maybe you could do that on the tennis court and maybe we'll see that this week. I hope so, I hope so. <laughs> It's going to be tough, but I hope so. Abdullah Shilbay, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Pleasure. So that is it for this week. 
Eight young players with big futures and our thanks too to Candy Reid for all the interviews. Next week we have the first in a series of specials rounding out the year, starting with how tennis has evolved through the ages and how it might look in the future with names like Alcaraz, Sinner and Runa perhaps leading the way. I'm Seb Lozier. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. <laughs>